welcome to another episode of So You Think That Was Good, Do You? Where three film know-it-nothings take a look back at the films that middle-aged white producers thought we'd enjoy as children in the 90s. I'm Evan Lewis, and this week I'm joined by two of the world's greatest secret agents. So deep <laughs> undercover, their personalities are barely distinguishable from my usual cohorts of a table I'm sitting at. So please give a warm welcome to Blam and Blah Blortez, <laughs> beautiful British brothers who beat back the blights that threaten the bloomin' blaze. This week, it's Blam's turn to pick that flick, so I'll hand it over to him to give you and us the mission brief. What the fuck just happened? <laughs> <laughs> I told you. In case there's any doubt, I mm-hmm. am Blam in this in this situation. Um... I would be furious with you for giving away my secret identity, um, but luckily the viewer count is still solidly at zero and it's going to stay that way, so... Oh, that desk has not ticked yet. No damage done. Yeah, I think... I feel like I blacked out during that intro, so I'm not sure if you've actually uh, clarified that the movie this week... This week? this The movie Spy Kids. Yes, that's why I handed over to you for the mission brief. This is a spy movie, Carl. Sound blow! Blow! <laughs> <laughs> It's all blown to hell. <laughs> it is. Okay, let's revert back to code names, Sam and Carl. I'm too confused. Yeah, I think let's stick with the code names for now. Um, uh, and, uh, yes. Something's missing. Before we start, I haven't asked you how you're doing. I feel like I do that every week and I need to. How you, how you doing, boys? I'm good, mate. I'm feeling good. How about you? Oh, I'm good. I'm sat on the world's squeakiest chair, mate. I'm noticing that oh, now. Oh, fix it in post, <laughs> as they did with a lot of things in this movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, we are not. But we'll gonna, get to that. Yeah, we'll get to. We're not dissing Spy Kids, right? Um, Surely we're just going to talk about how great this movie is. No, we're going to speak very respectfully about this movie. Thank you. Um. Anyway, yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm a little bit disoriented after watching this film. It's not quite how I remember it. I don't know. Uh, what were your two takes on this? I'm going to say, I think movies like this kind of explain why. Our generation is so weird. <laughs> it's one of the strangest movies I've ever watched. And this, this was for kids. Yeah, it really is. It's kind of, there's no holds barred. A lot of the things that we talk about, a lot of these movies are a bit weird in their own way. But this one seems to take it to a new level, I think. Yeah, this is a full frontal assault of colours and characters. It's certainly strange. I think when you, you realise who directed it... it, it it makes a bit more sense, but um, yes, I think yeah. it does. I'm glad. I mean, I'm glad that you enjoyed it. I'm glad that we're going in positive to this, and you're mm-hmm. not furious with me for for choosing this movie. I think <clears throat> I don't know if I mentioned this before, but I think this. Yeah, it's another movie that's. It's in. It's clear that it is the, the um the brainchild of one, person who was a, who had all creative control over every aspect of it. Because any committee that got their hands on this would have toned it down a lot. Oh, absolutely. Nothing was dialed back. In no studio interference all. on that one. Yeah. No. But no, no. Speaking no. of, did anyone notice who directed this week's uh, Boba Fett episode? What it is this very man? No. Yeah. Did, did you Rodriguez? notice the hidden thumb thumb? No. Are you did serious? You know? Really? Is this topical? No, oh, there actually wasn't God. a thumb thumb in there. I just wanted oh, to say. Oh God, that but yeah, he's so good. He actually did this week's thumb. Th- <laughs> uh, this week's um, Boba Fett. <laughs> this week's yeah, thumb thumb. This week's thumb thumb. Yeah. 
Robert Rodriguez is the director of this movie. He also directed an episode of The Mandalorian, one of my favourite ones. I can't remember which one it is. I just remember it was good. It might have been the ice one with the weird spider thing. Oh, terrible episode. I liked that one, but the frog. It feels quite a lot like this movie. Um, he actually, he's another link between the two. The original cut, uh, so this film was Robert Rodriguez's last movie filmed just on film. Uh, and then he edited it at George Lucas's Skywalker Ranch and George Lucas introduced him to digital filmmaking and he moved on from there. Mm. So a nice little uh, Star That's Wars link there. excellent piece of trivia. And I also read that so line on So we have IMDb. to thank George Lucas for Spy Kids 2 and 3. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is so why they're worse. So it's his fault. <laughs> yes. And they look just like the prequels. <laughs> You know, actually, I don't think the second one is worse. I think that was my favourite one when I was younger. It had Steve Buscemi. I'm going to be honest, Ev. I didn't move past number one even as a kid. I've never seen two, three, or four. I've seen... uh, Excuse me, there was not a three. There was a 3D. And I remember buying those little red and blue glasses specifically for... Well, I didn't buy them. My parents bought them. (laughs) But I remember being very excited about sitting there in the cinema with these stupid little pieces of plastic over my eyes. Hey, it was the future. 3D. It was the future then, and it's the future now. We're still watching 3D films and today. And now, as we know, we all walk around wearing those glasses all the time, so... How else will I see things in 3D? <laughs> <laughs> think, Sam! Yeah, think. good point. <laughs> I've already blown the mic out. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think... So to come back to the, the plot of this, because it's going to be easy to get sidetracked, I think. Yeah, let's uh, do a quick rundown of the plot. I'm going to do a quick breeze through. My, I suppose, you know, this movie is a piece of art. You can interpret it in any way that you want. Essentially, it's the story of a a couple of parents who are the greatest spies in history who get immediately captured on their first assignment (laughs) by a kids TV (laughs) presenter um, who doesn't seem to have any ill will towards anyone, but just captures them anyway. Um, So they're shitty little annoying kids come and save them and also Machete is there. He was. Did I miss anything? I probably missed a lot. I'm not sure you missed too much, to be honest. Yeah, you've done well there. I mean, the the real magic of this movie is the visuals. It's Mm -hmm. so narrowed down to this vision. Well, like you said, you know, this is one guy's vision, so you can clearly see that from the the fooglies (laughs) to the, the sets and... The environments. I'm so impressed that you know the names of them. I had to specifically write it down to remember. Um, <laughs> while we're on this, the Fooglies, well, I did not remember being in this movie. I remember there being these colourful cartoon characters, but did they terrify you as well? Oh, yeah, it was haunting. But I, yeah, I, I think as a child, I thought they were quite fun. I loved the but... for a kid's movie. All right, it all got reversed in the end, where it felt like genuine stakes involved they were taking people and dismorphing them and melting their brains Mm -hmm. that's quite intense for a kids film it was quite dark wasn't it that is very dark how good are these agents that they all got caught by the same guy (laughs) one after the other and turned into these booby boobies well i think yeah so there's there's a few things i've written down uh about the quality of the agents that we're talking about well i love that they've apparently aware that Floop is a bad guy. Like they said, they've been watching him. But they're cool with him having 
a kids' TV show on American TV. But can you imagine anyone on the FBI's most wanted list also <laughs> just uh, doing like bedtime stories on CBeebies every night? <clears throat> Are you asking me if I can imagine uh, a children's TV presenter in any way having bad intentions or having a questionable personality, Carl? Because, uh, yeah, I don't know about that. Are we talking about Leeds legend Jimmy Savile? <laughs> We're talking about a few people, I think. Well, Rolf Harris too, yeah. Bill Cosby. Two little boys had two little toys. Can't listen to that anymore, can you? That's a banger. I mean, isn't the whole point of this podcast to like reinterpret things from your child? Maybe we should re-listen to it and see what he was actually saying. The whole point of this podcast for you is to put a dark spin on a lot of movies. Every time, yeah. I, I can yeah. definitely do that with a Rolf Harris song. You don't have to try very hard I know, with you this don't have film to, try, to yeah. do that. Can you tell what it is yet? Just going completely <laughs> off topic, I've met Jimmy Savile. Have you? Yeah. Well, okay, this is now a different podcast. Explain. <laughs> You've never told me this. I've known you years. Oh, okay. Um, well, he used to own the house in Rowday Park, which is the park near where I grew up. And so, like, you know my dad's in a wheelchair, right? Yes. So me, yeah. my sisters, my mum, she's wheeling my dad around the lake at Rowday Park. And Jimmy Savile appears with his photographer. And um, I guess he decided in order to look like a good guy, he would get a picture with the guy in the wheelchair and just tried to like shove my mum out of the way and like kidnap my dad to go get some photos taken with him. Wow. I mean, did he ask or was that just a barge and Oh, no, he didn't, he, didn't, he didn't ask. He just tried to steal my dad. <laughs> <laughs> but usually, out of his usual age range, but, you know, I guess he was branching out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jesus. How have you never told me that? That's insane. Um, is this why you don't like paedophiles? Yeah, that is why I don't like paedophiles. <laughs> so that is, I guess, because I wasn't the centre of attention in that moment. That's what it was. Jimmy, I am the sexiest I will ever be to you. Why are you picking me? <laughs> I'm getting older by the minute. <laughs> <laughs> so back to Spy Kids. <laughs> so back to Spy Kids. Um, okay, I'm going to put us back on track. Yeah. I'm going to say yes. <clears throat> As we've mentioned, uh, the parents in this story are meant to be historically the greatest, the greatest spies. They demonstrate this by immediately at the start of the film being set an objective to kill each other and failing to do that. I mean, they fail every objective given to them in this movie. They fail every objective that we see in the film. We see two of their missions and they fail both. That's pretty embarrassing. Yeah. Literally, they said masters of disguise and all they did was change (laughs) wigs four times when they're in the airport, when they're doing their little love story. They did. I mean, they just changed outfits repeatedly despite nobody seeing them. Um, Not the the last time that that happens in this film. Nope, nope, nope. Uh, They make a... They make a point of putting moustaches on and taking moustaches off. It turns out everybody's wearing a fake moustache all the time. <laughs> the disguises. The disguises are pretty amazing in this. <laughs> that um, that wrenching sound was accompanied by Evan <laughs> ripping off his fake moustache and showing that he is, in fact, Blevin. That was Evan all along! <laughs> um, yeah, I, I particularly enjoyed the one where their uncle showed up saying uh, with his moustache on, and revealed that he's not, in fact, their uncle. He's some other guy Just who dude. doesn't have a moustache. Yes. But then later on in the movie, when he's captured, he has that moustache on. So after being <laughs> captured, he asked them to put the moustache back on him so we'd recognise who he was. 
Because we've only ever seen him as the <laughs> uncle with the mustache. It was only a few seconds we saw him without. Right. <laughs> what, what, what he should have done is get a, get taken away without the mustache, sneak it on once you've been put in the cell, and then just talk to the guard, being like, I'm not the guy. Well, I'm the wrong guy. And no one would have any idea. I'm Blunkle. <laughs> <their uncle. laughs> I'm glad that intro's rung true. <laughs> Um, yeah, and we get a we get a beautiful example of the Clark Kent disguise later on when the assistant takes off some quite small and unassuming glasses to reveal that he's he's not Minion, he's Mister Minion. Mr. Doesn't Minion. wear glasses. <laughs> yeah, Mister Minion. He doesn't wear glasses. It's. I'd say those are points in the film where. Okay, so I'd say this film falls into two categories. One is scenes that are absurd in a way that is hilarious. Mm-hmm. And number two is scenes that are too absurd. No, see, not at any point do I think this movie got too absurd. I'm leaning towards you there, Cole, as well. Yeah, I think this was... Uh, number one, I thought it was fantastic. But number two, when you consider the spy movies that came out at the same time, this is the Pierce Brosnan, James Bond era. I don't think this is any more weird. Strange gadgets, strange villains wanting to melt the earth for no reason. You make a good point. It's very much of its time, isn't I it? I think this is on par in terms of weirdness. Well, you yeah. say strange gadgets. They all seem to be electrical-based gadgets, which is... Oh, I was talking James Bond. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, I did actually uh, mean to ask... I was going to ask you what your favourite gadget was in this movie. And I'm going to go I'm going to go straight in there. Rehydrator. I remember loving that as a kid. They, they, they take the little pack and make a McDonald's meal for it. So Sam, favorite gadget? It's hard to say, to be honest. When I mean, when I think of gadgets, there was um, I think Machete had an interesting selection of gadgets. Um, there was in particular there was a scene where where the two kids were rummaging through his drawer of gadgets, getting together their kit that they were going to take with them. Um, at that point, I, I I paused the movie and had a little look at what they were taking. They took a tiny little lightsaber. Yep. Some dishwasher tablets and a very small plastic bag. So I suppose I've got to choose between <laughs> one of those three. Um, but on balance, I'm going to go with the virtual room, which Ooh. I still don't really know what it is Ooh. apart from a projector. Yeah, Great shout, though. Yeah, that is a great shout. Oh, yeah. You're all good guy stuff. That's very Star Trek. On what you just said. Isn't it odd that they used the acid crayons to break them out of prison and not the lightsaber? <laughs> and to fight the robots. That would have been a, a great time. Uh, maybe maybe the tiny lightsaber yeah. was in the wash. They did take the dishwasher tablets with them. <laughs> they did. They did. It's um, Yeah, it was interesting to see absolutely no continuity in the gadgets that they had yeah. with them. It's just like that. they had a lot of ideas. They put all that in and then they were like, how do we film that? Let's do easier stuff later on. So your favourite gadget was... Yeah, the, so just the one I remember, which is the electric gun. For two reasons. One, how do they not get electrocuted? That's fucking brilliant, bro. Bring that into my life. <laughs> two, I'm so fucking lucky that everyone was a robot in the film. <laughs> Convenient, isn't it? I'm going to be honest. I'd already predicted your answer and it wasn't that. Oh, go on. Well, smallest camera. World's smallest camera. The world's smallest camera. <laughs> well, okay, if I was fighting a load of evil kids... You know, I don't need the camera. I just need Jimmy Savile, which I have connection to now. Two. If it was just for I leisure... I haven't kept in touch, to be fair, of I haven't kept in touch with him. 
Yeah, that was a good shout. Yeah, if I had remembered the the small cameras, yeah, I definitely would. Yeah. All right, going back to those robots, though, that everything is a robot. Everyone's a robot, apart from the yeah. mutants. They are mutants. Oh, they are. Yeah, but thumb yeah. thumbs. That I was watching a YouTube video about a day before I watched this, of someone just playing a VR game, and one of those came running out of a cupboard at the characters, and, they, and that was, a, and that's when I remembered that thumb thumbs exist in Spy Kids, mm-hmm. and I was terrified. I forgot how horrified I was, but they are nightmare fuel. <gasps> ding, 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 yeah, ding, ding. Yeah, genuinely. It's fact time. Those thumb thumbs are based on a drawing that Robert Rodriguez drew as a kid. Done. Where'd you get the bell from? <laughs> yes, they were. <laughs> it's his gadget, mate. It's his spy gadget. He got it from Machete. It's got the world's largest camera in it. <laughs> Quite heavy. Um... All right, um, I, know, I know you're full of facts, Evan, but I'm full of questions. Go on. Did you see the, the thumb-thumb repair area? Uh, I know exactly what you're about to hit up. <laughs> and it's in my there are, Is it There are female yes. thumb-thumbs that, that are made of fingers. Yes. Are they called finger fingers? <laughs> that is my question. That's the only question I have. That's all I wrote. Are they called finger fingers? Let's scroll down to what I wrote about that. Oh, I wrote, favourite part of the movie, the sexy finger nurse that fixes the thumbs. That's it. <laughs> I didn't think about anything funny. I was just like, yeah, that that's good, that. That's good. <laughs> Enjoyed that. I wonder if he drew that too. Um, well, it's interesting, the fact that he drew that. It's It seems like a lot of this film was quite autobiographical. Because not only were the drawings based on what he did as a child, but as far as I can tell, all of the all the characters in this film are named after members of his family. But from that, we can infer that he's a spy. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, we are I think now. he did all of it. I mean, come on, Robert Rodriguez, that's a fake name. That is a fake name. No one alliterates <laughs> their kids' names. That's crazy. Absolutely not. Alliteration is only good for introductions to podcasts. That's literally the rule. Okay, I'm just going to say, we are now nearly 25 minutes in and we haven't once mentioned the spy kids. Okay. Uh, um, the Spy Kids. Well, I'll, I'll start us off with that, with a what the fuck. This is the only thing I didn't enjoy about the movie, and I didn't think added to the, the plot two main or the story in any way. It's the little boy, June, Junie, mimicking people. What is that? How can he do their voices perfectly? That's not a spy skill. That's a superpower for creeps. And why does he never use that to call in and get out of school? Oh my god, why has he got such warty fingers? This kid is a mess. <clears throat> oh, don't even get me started on the warty fingers. Oh. What is the deal with the warty fingers? Who had a water gender who worked on this film? I distinctly remember the line, stop sweating or you'll give yourself more warts. <laughs> I had a fear about that as a kid. Yeah, yeah. I hated that. And now that. I realise this is why. I've not ever seen a wart before or after seeing this movie. To be fair... It seems everybody thinks about him that I'd say this kid gets a bad rap, but he deserves it. In everyone's eyes, he is always failing all the time. And there isn't a chance that his sister, Carmen, does not take to call him a butterfingers or butter brain, <laughs> butter body. Anything he does, he's butter guy. He could literally cure cancer and she'd still be roasting him. There was a moment during the, um, there was a moment during the jetpack chase where his sister's holding on to him oh. and and she calls out, I won't drop you, she says, while dropping him. 
And then immediately afterwards, she has the fucking gall to ask him what he would do without her, as if she didn't just drop him to his death. <laughs> yeah, but because of his horrible butter fingers. <laughs> Slimy, warty hands. I mean, we'd all drop him, except Jimmy. I would never have grabbed him, his horrible butter fingers. <laughs> <laughs> See you later, kid. Going on from the flying scene, it's just, if these characters are based on his kids, did he have to talk about the female character being in nappies still? Yeah, that was strange. That was a strange moment. And not at all referenced previously in the movie. Uh, it was referenced once, but I think we were supposed to believe it was the boy they were talking about. Oh, I missed that then. I don't remember either of these. So yeah, and all I was thinking was, I bet his daughter got bullied after this came out. Mm. Because the character based on her pisses herself in the night. Seems a necessary add-in. Well, 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 awful joking coming. Oh, I thought we were going to get a fact. Those were different noises. (laughs) One was a bell, one was clearly a siren. Where did you get that? Klaxon. (laughs) It's got the world's smallest camera. <laughs> Why is it covered in cameras? Sorry, go so on. So the girl, Carmen, yep. I have a name for her. Well, she has a Tracy name, it's fine. Sneaker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did not deserve a laugh. <laughs> I mean, that would have got cut out of the film. Yeah. That's going to get cut out of the podcast. It's going to get cut out of the podcast. <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. Did you actually take time to write that down during watching the film? Yeah, but I also wrote awful joking coming. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair. That makes that it okay. Then. then it's fine. Yeah. I even had to clarify that it was Carmen Cortez so I didn't forget what I was on about. <laughs> it was that awful. <laughs> but I'm right, though. And you know what I'm doing, right? I mean, yeah, I get it's like it. Tracy Beaker. <laughs> and she looks like her. And she's a spy, so she's a sneaker. Yeah, well done. You see, I got all that, but when you said, you know what I'm doing right, I thought I'd missed some amazing connection you'd made. But no. no you got no, it, bro. Okay. You got my amazing connection. <clears throat> Thank you. I did enjoy the scene. Um, also, this is shortly after the jetpack scene, um, <clears throat> where they get ambushed by the robot versions of themselves in the park. So she she punches the robot version or the robot child in the face. Her fist clangs off it, indicating that it's clearly covered in tough metal so her next tactic is to slam her face into it and knock herself out yeah i caught on pretty early that these are the dumbest fucking kids that people could have let alone spies like when the mum is telling the story that is clearly about her and the dad to the kids and they're like oh what a wonderful fairy tale mother they're they're also now sorry to skip so far into the movie here which is the end as far in as you can get (laughs) the world's greatest spies that's how low the bar was i mean you saw their parents who were the previous world's greatest spies yeah yeah who failed both missions that were on screen and all their partner all the other spies that were colleagues also got caught straight away yeah fair news they might be the first spies to ever complete a mission (laughs) <laughs> to be fair, yeah. Because every other spy we've seen on screen didn't do that. Oh my god, this camera's so small. Oh, the mission! <laughs> <laughs> Somehow they're the greatest spies in the world, despite, and I'm referencing a specific point here, when they were uh, underwater, surrounded by sleeping sharks, he uh, had the classic spy movie stakes of 
don't piss yourself or you'll wake the sharks. So, so he pissed himself. <laughs> that kid's the worst. <laughs> and he's the greatest spy the world's ever seen. Yeah, we learn from our mistakes. He says he'll never do it again. I'll never piss. I'll never piss again. Oh, butter dick. <laughs> piss just slipping right out of your dick. God, it smells like piss and butter in here. <laughs> Interesting factoid. Ding, 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 ding. That shark scene was added to the special edition of the movie at George Lucas's ranch. It wasn't in the original cut, nor was it on the DVD release. It's only on the Blu-ray. That man just loves to add CGI animals into movies, yes. doesn't he? Yes. And piss. Yeah. Animals and piss. He loves it. <laughs> I think you've broken Sam. <laughs> I'm still laughing at pissy butter dick. <laughs> butter dick. Oh, man. Holy shit. We need to get back on track. I, okay, here's a good way to do that. I actually have a game that I'm playing on my own, but it involves you two, but you don't know it yet. What? I'm waiting for you, one of you to mention something that I know one of you has prepared and I will send a prize to the person who mentions it first. And it won't be a jar of my piss. Alright, if we fail to mention this, will you let us know at the end? Of course I will let you know at the end. That's right, cool. how I win and I'll send a gift to myself and that will be a jar of my own piss. Could it possibly be the, um, well, I mean, it could be the last note that I've got in this film which blew my mind a little oh, bit, is a which good was. Final note. They got George Clooney for this. It is not that. That is quite obvious. But <laughs> of course, it was. He took the thing off, which was a good joke. You're saying that like they didn't get Antonio Banderas for this. That's fair. It's a weirdly, it's a weirdly strong cast for for what we actually got. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apart from fucking Juno, that butter dick. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, if it's not that. I don't know, Carl, you got any you got we any guesses? We don't have to do it now. I'm just saying, you know, as we move through the rest of this, if one of you says it, I'll give you a different noise that isn't the bell or the klaxon to confuse you. I will try to imagine a noise that I currently can't think of. Those are the only two noises I know, but let's just keep moving forward and we'll find it. Right, cool. So we're past the shark scene, so I guess that means we're at the villain's lair. So I'm going to ask you both, what was the villain's plan in this? Because that did get me a bit lost at times. Um, not really sure. Seemed like he was only doing all the villainy stuff to fund his TV show. Not a great reason to make a TV show. And it didn't even really seem that good. It seemed kind of weird. It also reminded me of In the Night Garden. Did, this is not when we were kids. Uh, so this would have been about 10 years ago. But I saw it because I was babysitting my cousin. And it was... Very similar to this, where those giant fucking freaky monsters yes. moving through a forest. There was a giant star dude. I think I have a, seen that. Icky, inky, bink, inky, binky, inkly, blinkly. It was a name okay, like that. Evans had a stroke. Oogly boogly. <laughs> some sort of weird, rhymy name like that, who always had a little blanket on him. Iggly Piggly. I got the cunt. <laughs> wasn't supposed to say that but I got him and that's staying in because I'm proud of that Iggly Piggly if you saw him you would recognise him and he is terrifying and that reminded me of this movie and so that's what you think in the summary, villain's plan to was to your question uh, it was yes to inspire a real TV show in real life 
There you go. Oh, Christ. A Sam? plus Evan. Sam? Yeah, okay. I've, I've Googled him. Beat um, that. It, I hate to tell you his name's Iggle Piggle, apparently. Oh, no! Oh. <laughs> I'm going to have to bleep that C word now because I didn't deserve it. Yeah, no, you didn't. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. I, I think I've seen it before. Yeah, horrendous. Um, I've also lost track of why you were talking about okay, that. Okay, so you guys are fucking but, awful at so, answering questions. Yes, sorry, hey, that's hey, hey, I was bad. about to, I'm, I'm getting on to this. I'm getting on. So we're talking about the, the evil plan of the supervillain. Yes. yes. We were. Which I is, don't know how to got where he, I was he, from where we were, but yes. He lives in his he lives in his underwater base. He wants to steal the teeny tiny brain to create an army of little robot kids who will do something don't know what was your what was your what was your point i just wanted someone to explain it to me i, I wanted someone to simply answer what is the villain's plan because I, I got lost towards the end i was like what did he want to do again yeah. well um, floop only ever wanted the tv show if that was indeed his name i'm not sure floop floop yes. piggle piggle his tv show <laughs> which it's mentioned many times is the number two TV show in the world. What is number one? Well, yeah, we didn't see number one, did we? With Peppa Pig. That's a funny <laughs> joke for any fucking four-year-olds listening to this podcast. That's for you guys. That's our target audience. Uh, don't listen to any of that Jimmy Savile stuff. All that time, Evan said, "Cunt." No, we're bleeping that out because I didn't deserve it, so you, you didn't hear it. But, oh, but, Sam, you said it. We're leaving Sam's in, so it's fine. <laughs> we're all gonna think we're just saying bleep. <laughs> I'm desperately scrolling through my notes trying to figure out where we are. All right, we're at the TV show, and I've got something for you. Floop's song. Um, remind me. Have you, did, did you read the lyrics to his song? Is this the one that's played in reverse? No, that's the, um, that's the mutants who speak in reverse. Yeah, it's yeah. just when, he, when it shows a recording of his show and he sings, It's a cruel, cruel world, all you little boys and girls, and some mean, nasty people want to eat you for their supper. But if you follow me, you can all be free. It's a part on a big TV. What? Well, that's why they're number two, isn't it? Yeah. What, does, what did Robert Rodriguez watch as a kid on TV? But to be fair, I mean, Floop's obviously based on Willy Wonka. Uh, seems to be, yeah. Uh... Yes. Apparently, this movie is a merging of Willy Wonka and James Bond. That was Robert yeah. Rodriguez's his idea was. that song slash scene any weirder than the boat scene in Willy Wonka. No, that's terrifying. Because that's fucking yeah, that horrifying. It is terrifying. Yeah. I kind uh, of love it, though. It's more iconic, I think. Yeah, I, I, I did not love this. But yeah, I did, that scene was haunting, but fantastic. Mm-hmm. But I do wonder if that's what it was based on. There is something I found strange. The, the third brain was the part of this movie I didn't feel ever had a direct connection to anything and also what really annoyed me was what the fuck's the second brain then well we've gone from one to three it's two penis well, wait what's the first one well the first brain is a brain in head <laughs> that's first brain original first brain brain is OB. brain in head <laughs> so what's third brain what was your why why did you accept so easily that it was called third brain scrotum I would have said um, of all the things that happened in this film, I was busy questioning other aspects of it. I like that Sam, Sam answered properly, so 
There's just me saying the word scrotum. And scrotum. Then just, <laughs> <laughs> all brains look like scrotum's coal. That's not news to anyone. Whilst we're on this, the hiding place for the brain was in a hut. I guess that's hard to find. But also, the password was the daughter's name. And to find the brain in that place, you had to put a picture upright. That was, like, it was pretty obvious. On a plinth. Yeah, who doesn't walk into the room and put a picture upright? I genuinely didn't like realise. something up off the floor. I genuinely didn't realise that's what they did. I, yes. I yes. thought it was because they said the words third brain, and I thought this movie was even stupider than that. I oh. thought the password to find the third brain was just to walk into a room and go, the third brain. Third brain! <laughs> World's tiniest camera! So I was just sat there going, well, this is stupid. Turns out I was stupid. The movie's still pretty stupid. The movie is pretty stupid. What I enjoyed about the, um, going around while we're talking about the third brain thing, is um, when they were explaining the backstory of how they developed it, they uh, cut to the lab assistants or the scientists who were saying, we were ordered to destroy it. Then cut to them all holding teeny <laughs> tiny hammers. I love that. <laughs> Whack- that was one of the jokes that, that I really enjoyed. A great bit of comedy. Yeah, I did like that. Little copper hammer. <laughs> Little tiny hammer. <laughs> and then he bashes that walnut and nobody questions it. No, the only thing they actually had to destroy, and they didn't check. <laughs> what were all they destroying? Second brain. Ah. <laughs> Everybody else was doing the second brain. <laughs> yeah, stole your joke, Carl. Fuck you. Uh, I've been experiencing that for about eight years, ever so fine. <laughs> now we've got it on recording. Now everyone will know what it feels like. <laughs> Um, right, I think I think this is most of what I've got down. I think I've exhausted most of my Same. notes. I've gone through most of them. There are my very last note is Devlin is George Clooney. Full stop. <laughs> good note. I've got a question for you. Go for it. I'm not good at these. You go first, Sam. So well, I know um, what to say. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is an, um, um, uh, the question is just for your opinion. So this film in what 2001 was nominated for Best Fantasy Film at the 28th Saturn Awards. What did it lose out to? Um, 2001. It was nominated. So, so you're saying it was the uh, second highest rated kids movie? Uh, I, I know it's a kids movie. Fantasy. Oh, okay. Fantasy film. Fantasy. I was just trying to tie it back to the second highest rated kids TV show. Um, no, it was simply nominated. I don't know uh, if it was the... Nominated uh, for... What did it lose uh, out for? Joke, I'm sorry. That year. Um, so basically, what else came out that year that was a fantasy film? I repressed so much from then. T- fantasy film in 2001. Oh, I'm going to embarrass myself here. What what year did um, Fellowship of the Ring come out? Was it around then? I'm going to say that. Yeah. Is it was around it then? Fellowship. Is that oh, it? Fellowship of the Ring. Yes. Well, okay. Was it fair? Fair result? It deserved to lose to that. That's, of course, that's yeah. fair. Of course that's fucking fair. <laughs> One of the best films of all time. Or this weird third brain. Where's the second brain? <laughs> if they'd called it the second brain, this would have won. Yes. Oh, thank you. I have never seen a, a movie with so many genres in my life. So nominated for a fantasy film. Also described as a spy action comedy adventure family film. Family, yes. There's the other one. Well, you've got to get in for all those noms, boy. I don't know how they didn't include horror in that. Little butter dick film? (laughs) Oh, yeah. In a (laughs) one-hour. Butter genre. genre. (laughs) (laughs) 
oh, it's horrible when you think <laughs> that joke's actually about his fingers. His horrible, sweaty, little, warty fingers. Wartiest film. Ugh. Um, so one little thing we haven't dived into is machete. We've mentioned okay. it. Oh, oh. We didn't really. Machete is okay. It? This has to be the only kids' film ever with like a what a fifteen, eighteen rated sequel. I think it's fair to say that none of us would, as children, have known who Machete was. My childhood was definitely too sheltered for that. But now, upon rewatching it, it was a very confusing kind of homage until I realised that Machete was uh, Rodriguez's In this previous film, I think. No, no. This was Gentleman. first. This, no, this did not come out before. This, this woof, introduced, woof, woof, introduced woof, Machete. Woof, woof, woof. Woof. This oh. is the noise. Sorry, this was the noise. <laughs> Carl? Did, did, did I win the buttery piss? You win the piss prize. <laughs> Lucky boy. I was waiting for someone to mention that this film was in the same universe as Machete, and you were close yeah. enough, my friend. I'm going to have so to disagree close, with you, You mate. can smell the I actually, butter. I uh, actually found a Reddit. Yes, I already have comment. that. <laughs> I have a whole thing lined up right now. Alternate universe. Carl, Alternate you universe. bastard. <laughs> oh, God, he's ruined it! <laughs> But carry on. When are we going to get gonna Spy say? Kids No Way Home? <laughs> Very good. Very nice. Oh, well, fuck this section now. Go on, please. Well, obviously, both those films are directed by Roderick Rodriguez, and Danny Trejo plays Isidore Cortez in both movies. He did, in fact, confirm in a Reddit post as Nerdy Carl just stated. And I have the the posts right here, so I'll read them to you. The Reddit user Vladith said, Is there a timeline for Spy Kids and Machete? Does the Machete series happen directly after Spy Kids? And Robert Rodriguez himself replied in very confusing English. <laughs> so th- I, this is read verbatim, not my interpretation of. There are alternate universes... Juni is a cholo in Machete, and Carmen is Killjoy in Machete Kills. Machete is Uncle Machete in Spy Kids, and Antonio Banderas is Al Chameleon in Machete Kills. And Uncle Machete's brother in Spy Dad in Ki- Spy Kids Dad. <laughs> Cheech is fake Uncle Sp- Felix in Spy Kids, and Machete's brother in Machete. There's probably another connection I'm forgetting. Dot, dot, dot. All right, question. Wow. Did his brother have a mustache in Machete? I just explained it all. If you weren't listening, that's <laughs> on you. I definitely fucked a bit of that up, so if you go and read this, I did. I did a pretty fucking good job. And there you go. So, Cole, you will be sent a present. It will be random, and it will not be something you want. Those are the only rules. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. One more, one last thing to get us back on track and close this out is the post credit scene. Did anyone stick around for the post credit scene? I did. I did indeed. Why, did no- why was it there? Why did nothing happen? Nothing <laughs> happened. They moved through a hallway in the weird cartoon castle. Yeah. Okay. And that was it. They played some weird music that wasn't in the movie. They passed through two hallways. And yeah, they just went through a hallway. There was nothing teased. There was nothing... Well, there was nothing. Mm-mm. The camera goes through a hallway. It wasn't even. It a, was like some B-roll footage like two that soon. they just accidentally left yeah. in, which it might genuinely have been. <laughs> I don't know what it was for. No, but I, I guess we both watched, so they they've had us. 
<laughs> they got us good with that. So who are the butter boys now? Are we, are we saying that Spy Kids is the movie that introduced um, multiple movie universes and the end credits? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, Maybe. I can't think of one earlier that had a post cred. If I mean, one of you can. I'm happy to hear well, it. I'm inter- this is interesting now that you've mentioned this. No, I can't think of anything. Was this... Maybe this was a pioneer of the post credit scene and they just didn't really know what to do with it. We've just got an extra bit of film. <laughs> what do we've, we put here? We've Stick filmed this. We've done it, we've done it on 35mm is... film. This was expensive. <laughs> We're not leaving it out, George Lucas. <laughs> like in here, Roderick, Robert Rodriguez walking into a room of marketers and they're like, Robert... There's a perfect moment at the end of the movie. If it's not being used, something has to go there. Hallway. <laughs> it's perfect. That, that was... Uh... It's going to be cut <laughs> yeah. No, no, because that is um, just... It's for the listeners to know why we don't do improv. That was wonderfully anticlimactic. <laughs> that had something... And then I lost it. I mean, and I panicked and said, "Oh, I'm pretty certain that you lost it pretty early in this video." <laughs> yep, we've all lost it. Oh, no, the intro is pretty good. Are we? Are we happy to to kind of come to an end at this point? Are, I've we, got going nothing the, are, we, going, are we? Are we wrapping it up? Are we? Yeah, I was. You wrap it up because well, I don't it's have my anything. shit. I was, I've got. I mean, I, I have nothing to say. But I was going to close it out with that little. You end, have to end see. with hallway. That's my only interjection. Okay, fine. With that. That closes out the movie, and that's all I've got kind of to say about this. It was um, jarring and confusing. <laughs> Can we and use weird. that in a Forrest Gump episode as well? well? That's all I've got to say about that. That's all I've got to say about this. And that's all I've got to say about that. Um, <laughs> now I know one of you is going to ask, so I thought that was good, did I? So you thought that was good, did you? <laughs> Um, I did. No, I don't. I'll be honest, I... Well, no, I've got what? mixed feelings. Um, mm, no, no, I don't think it was good. Evan? Look. <laughs> hallway. <laughs> no, you end the sentence That's on the hallway. Point. Second point. Was this as good as Inspector Gadget? Better. No. Better. Was it a better movie? Yes. I didn't get the enjoyment from this as I did as a kid. It was kind of meh. It was weird, which I liked. I love the the weird fl- fl- oh, I've forgotten the name already. Fluglies. I love the hallways. Fuck, I love them. Good hallways. I love the castle. I love the monk being Mr. Minion. I love how he's turned into a friggy headman at the end. But I don't know. I think this just wasn't as funny as the other movies... No, no, I've changed my mind. No, I don't think this was good. You don't. Do I? <laughs> Carl? I think as a kid, this just freaked me out too much, but now it's just so, it's so out there. You've gone the other it. way. Wow. Yeah, it, it's, it's just so many crazy ideas that you've never seen before. You've got to just... I definitely appreciate that. I like that this wasn't, like you said earlier, I think it's very apropos... This wasn't a movie by committee. This is a guy who wrote, directed, and produced this film. And I enjoy yeah. seeing that vision. I think it's yeah, the I kids agree. themselves who are the main focus of this movie. 
And I think it's the problem with any movie that focuses on kids that make it not very good. They are the weakest part. That's because you're an adult man, if. <laughs> because I was say, like, um, watching Flubber, you got the feeling that they were just like, but just make it dance around on screen. Kids will love that. It'll distract them for mm-hmm. an hour and a half. Whereas with this, it was lots of new ideas. Oh, yeah. And I think the kids were in it so that it was like, so kids could imagine themselves in this sort of adventure. Yeah. But and I definitely enjoyed this as a kid. So Oh, definitely. definitely I did enjoy it as a kid. There. That was, I, I think... think the main problem for me was I had to watch this some 200 yards away. <laughs> I should have just continued and interrupted that. Yes, you should. Um, I think also, I think another... An... <laughs> for fuck's sake... The film was also very, as we've said, it was very of its time. This was around the, you know, James Bond was killing it at this time. And this was a weird-ass kids film about spies and anything spy-related, I guess, would sell. And for that reason, I think I loved it as a child. Um, And it's why it made such an impression. Uh, And why, last bit of trivia, it stayed number one at the US box office for three straight weeks. What was it up against at that time? Well, apparently the Fellowship of the Ring. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows how long it would have been there if the Fellowship didn't come out. (laughs) What a poor year for movies. Philosopher's Stone came out that year. Really? Did it actually? And that didn't win Best Actually, no, that wouldn't have beaten Fellowship of the Ring. That's way better. It, It also... Didn't win best spy action comedy adventure family film. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I mean, spy Kids won Harry Potter. It's a Potter competitive uh, category. Right. Well, I'm gonna close this out then with um, with a joke that I'm taking directly from the movie, or I'm paraphrasing from the movie. I think we can agree that this movie was a complete piece of shit, tarky mushrooms. Oh, Tracy Sneaker herself. Very good. Hallway. And that's a great place to end. Hey, look at us. We made it all the way to the end. Why not follow us at So You Think Pod on Twitter and So You Think That Was Good To You on YouTube? And why not leave us a five-star review? (laughs) Join us again next week as we meet the creepiest and horniest boy in all of cinema.